Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's good, people? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the double MP to be exact. The Miles Bukowski podcast. It's your boy Miles here with you for the next one, however long or so. I want to say a massive shout out to Toby for joining me on episode five. There'll be a guest in a couple of weeks time. But if you liked what you heard last week or you even haven't even heard it yet, make sure you go back and check that one out on the podcast. It'll be in the episode below with the MC. Anyway, enough of that. It's been a bit of an interesting week, you know, across the board with stuff going on, especially non-musically in the world. Obviously, we talk about the royal family. We're talking about women's safety and protection, especially these are topics in the UK that have been, you know, very spoken about this week. We're not talking about any of that stuff here. Obviously, as you know, this is a music podcast or music based and we can take tangents a bit like the camping situation of last week. So if you haven't listened, go back and listen to that one with Toby. But yeah this week it's just going to be me kind of talking about one major topic that came up this week and then me kind of reflecting because for those who don't know i celebrated my birthday on wednesday on the 10th of march and i thought i'm getting old out here yeah i mean i'm not old i'm not old i'm not saying that but i'm getting older you know what i'm saying i'm getting to that age now where you start doing nonsense and people look at you and like big at this age you should know better you know but Listen, I'm still going to be out here doing my thing. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, moving on from that, though, it gave me time to kind of reflect. And I feel like I might not be the only person who does this. But when you get to a new age or just on that eve, I always kind of think about the year I've had. And I think about, have I thought of anything in the past that, you know, has made me want to change my mindset or change my opinion on a few things? And I kind of locked in musically this time around. And I was kind of deep in the fact that for the last couple of years, I have disliked Nav's music. I've heavily, heavily disliked Nav. And it's not just because of like, oh yeah, I just dislike him as a person. Because no, I will always have a reason as to why I have an emotion towards someone. But I just, when I mean I dislike Nav, I mean I dislike Nav's music. I don't know the guy in real life. You know what I mean? I'm sure he's blessed. But I've always found, like, how has Nav, yeah? Big Nav got himself into positions where he's got tracks with Meek Mill, like Young Fug, Lil Baby, these names and even Quavo and stuff like that. And I'm like, obviously, I know he's part of the Weekends like crew and stuff like that or affiliated. But I was just like, bro, this prayer is not good, man. This guy is not good. And as we went through last year and he got his number one album, I think it was the, the Brown Boy tape. Um, we saw him kind of continue to do well, obviously, Internet Money and the whole song Lemonade. And you can't dismiss Nav's part on that song because he was first, Gunner was second. Although at the time I did prefer Gunner's verse. And I still kind of do, to be honest. It was just a bit like, am I being too harsh on Nav as a whole? And I was going through some of the catalogue and I remember there was this song called Don't Need Friends. It's Nav a Little Baby. I came out, I say, within the last six months. And uh, I ain't gonna lie, that song slapped. That song absolutely slapped. And I was like, yo, do I like that now? I'm like, I, I think I might, you know. So I went back in it. I went back and went through the catalogue. And there's a song with Mustard. I think it was on the Perfect 10 tape. And it was called Baghetti's In The Face. I think it's from that tape. If not, it's that's the name of the song anyway. 
and it's got Playboy Carti and it's got Nav on it. And that was kind of a, one thing that made me kind of change my opinion because Playboy Carti is one I'll explain in a second, but Nav is decent. And when you and the thing is, I know that it's not just me who kind of thought in the past that Nav was not a good rapper because if you go on things like YouTube or you go anywhere, you'll see for yourselves, yo, Nav is dead. If you go worst rappers compilation, Nav's always there. Or is Nav a bad rapper or Nav's a bad rapper? It's always there. Do I think Nav's improved? Yes, I do. Because a couple years ago, Lil Skies was massive, yeah? Nowadays, with Landon Cube, was doing the most. Now, with the, off the back of that album that Lil Skies put out earlier on this year, and I listened to the Nav, I prefer Nav than Lil Skies. They almost sound kind of the same. Like, they, they both have this kind of, like, emotionally lost and distracted, melancholic tone about how they rap. And the thing is, I like Lil, I liked Lil Skies. I still do if the right song comes on. But if someone said to me right now, as of the 14th of March, is when I'm recording, Nav or Lil... Oh, say Lil Baby. Of course, Lil Baby. Nav or Lil Skies, yeah... I'm rocking with the boy Nav, you know, like Nav is the boy right now when it comes to that decision. Nav is definitely never going to be one of my favorite artists of any time. You know what I mean? Of any time. He wouldn't make my top 10, 20, 50, whatever. But I appreciate the fact that I feel like he has improved and I'm glad to see it. But with Playboy Carti, it's slightly different because I, I'm, not, I'm not a massive Playboy Carti fan. I'm not going to be at a dialect show or a, what was it? I can't remember the name of the last album that came out in December, but we're going to talk about it in a minute. I'll get my phone up and I'll have a look. But I we're not going to see a oh, whole lot of red, whole lot of red. There you go. Like I haven't, I wouldn't say I'd be at any of those shows at the front, moshing and stuff like that. Nope. I feel like, uh, no, people tried to get me to mosh before. I look like a tornado. It would just be kind of bad. You know what I mean? I know I'm pushing people. I know I'm pushing people too hard. Someone injures themselves and they look at me. I'm like, nah, that's not, that's not my life right there. But there was a lot of anticipation last year for Whole Lot of Red. Mario Judah, the musician, named his EP after it because he's a big Playboy Carti fan. I feel that was a bit that was a bit corny to him, I'm not gonna lie, but it is what it is in that regard. But with Playboy Carti, you had Pain 1993 of Drake that came out. People were mad disappointed at his verse on that. At Meh with the song, which was like a build-up to Whole Lot of Red. Wasn't that great. I didn't mind the song. I didn't think it was actually that bad, but a lot of his like fans, and that's what I was looking at. They were not feeling it. And even this album, Whole Lot of Red, when it came out around Christmas time last year, it was dead at the time. Dead at the time. See what I'm saying? Listen to what I'm saying. Dead at the time. <laughs> now, I did go through this album around Christmas time when it did come out. And I wasn't a fan. I really didn't like it. I was just like, woof, this is bad. Like, I've, again, never been the biggest Playboy Carti fan. So I'm not the greatest school of thought or person to talk about Playboy Carti. I'm coming from like a part-time listener to Playboy. Do you know what I mean? So anyway, I was going through like January time and I was listening to Slayer. Because it came on randomly on a shuffle. And I was like, hey, this one hits. And then after that, like, about last week, two weeks ago, Sky came on. And I was like, nah, like, whole lot of red, is that you? So I, have, I haven't done it yet, but at some stage, I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that album and just give it another listen with just no expectations. And I think that's the thing. When you get bigger artists and they drop music, I wouldn't say Playboy Carti is a massive artist, but I'd say in modern day hip hop post 2015, a lot of people look to Playboy Carti when he drops in it. Um, as much as, Lil Uzi Vert's Eternal Take, for me, the first one, 
wasn't a great album and he's actually admitted it himself which i'm glad to glad to hear him say and even when he added the deluxe the week after i didn't think the deluxe really made it great i wouldn't really reach for any of those songs of that both projects the deluxe or the original i think play with Kai, initially his fans were let down by it but some people might have changed their opinion and if they haven't go back and listen to it because i can't lie i started playing songs here and there yeah if i'm like on playstation party chat or something like that i'm playing in the background and i'm testing it to see like if there's going to be a reaction and we're like oh well who's that and i'll be like oh that's playboy kai and they'll be like raw off whole red i'm like exactly so test it out for yourself give it a listen i'll probably try and get it done for next week i might touch on it next week on next week's po uh, episode of the podcast but I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes, maybe it's just because I had a birthday. Maybe I just had time to reflect on the, the last, well, 12 months, which has mostly been lockdown and obviously setting up the podcast and doing all these other, other different things that I do. But Playboy Carty and Nav, you know, shout out both of them still. Shout out both of them. I, have to, I can't believe I'm saying it, especially Nav. I can't believe it. But anyway, one of the things and the final thing I wanted to talk about this week was down to this outrageous tweet, yeah? And I didn't want any people to come out and say something like outrageous or something crazy when I actually mean it. It's just not, it's most of the time, if I say, oh, that's outrageous, you know, it's more of a flippant comment, do you know what I'm saying? So this, tw this tweet, it's got 4.6K. It actually came out on March 12th at 4.49 PM, something like Big Brother right now. And it said, if Hendrix would have come out in 1982, and he's talking about the future album Hendrix, so I'll say it again, if Hendrix would have come out in 1982, MJ would have never blown up. Now this got 17K favorites and 4.6 actual responses, but you know people quote retweet and they don't come up and it's not counted from what I know, because I don't really bang Twitter like that, but I need to start using it more in the future. So that was the actual tweet. And I'm gonna talk about 1982 because MJ's album Thriller came out in that time. Bear that in mind, yeah? Thriller. Michael Jackson. That is one of the biggest, no, sorry, no, let me, let me scratch that. That is the biggest album, one of the biggest LPs worldwide. It sold as of 2018, so bear in mind, it's probably done more than this right now. At 2018, it sold 66 million, yeah? 66 million. On that album, yeah, we are talking about certified bangers that have transcended decades. So I'm gonna open, I'm literally opening up the album now so I can just tell you, man, or and females. When I say you, man, I mean general, by the way. So I mean, you just have to say that right now. Wanna be starting something is on that. That's track number one. Baby Be Mine, off the top of my head, I can't remember that song, so I'm not gonna lie, but I know that's one of them songs that's probably gonna be known by Michael Jackson fans. The Girl Is Mine of Paul McCartney. I don't know that song, innit? But Thriller, Beat It, Billie Jean, Human Nature, Pretty Young Thing. When, that's a, when that song kind of comes on, it can move mad. And The Lady In My Life. So for me personally, the songs I've consistently heard, and bear in mind, I was born in the 90s, is Wanna Be Starting Something, Thriller, obviously everyone, every Halloween, bruv, that song comes on. Beat It, Billie Jean, Pretty Young Thing. It's only got nine tracks on there. That is a mad, mad album. Because Future, and for me personally, in the last couple of years, I don't think Future's actually been that good. And I'd be, I know I'm not trying to piss anyone off. I'm not trying to move mad with it, but Future has not been as great in say from 20, since he dropped these two albums when he went back to back. I don't think they were that good. And I'm gonna, I'm opening up Hendrix now to see what was on the album. So I had Michael Jackson, I was ready for it. So this came out in 2017, yeah? And it had Coming Out Strong with The Weeknd, which is a decent song, but I don't think it's that good. I think um, Low Life is a much better song in that sense. 
I'm looking through this and I'm thinking to myself, what would I play? Selfish if Rihanna I'm not playing. Pie and You The Baddest with Chris Brown and Nicki Minaj respectively are good songs, but I'm not out here like banging them out differently. And maybe because I haven't heard listened to this album in probably about three or four years, maybe I'm being harsh, but you're probably listening to it, if you're, especially if you're a future fan and screaming, fam, that song, remember, hallucinating. I'm like, yeah, cool, all right. But I don't listen to them songs right now. Um, it just divided the bare opinions. It got to the point where Future had to come out himself and say, like, you know, that's deep. I want a hell of a compliment. Just saying. But this ain't the case. One, because Future, you take out the auto-tune and you take out a few of those kind of aspects of his sound, it ain't going to sound as good as Michael Jackson's natural singing voice. Bear in mind, auto-tune and those things where Michael Jackson had blown up in the 70s and I think even the early 60s when he was that kid singing ABC, you think the auto-tune was that strong? Because, listen, if if it was strong as strong then as it is now, then you'd see stars every single week coming out, rolling out, rolling out. But studio magic is real. And I'm not saying Future is, a, you know, a beneficiary of studio magic, but I'm just saying that, you know, one Michael Jackson blew up in the 60s and early 70s. Thriller, man, I don't know. I can't really comment on Thriller as like the peak of Michael Jackson's powers. I can't because I wasn't, I'm not a big Michael Jackson. Like I know the songs and I'll, I know the lyrics and stuff, but I'm not going to act like I can break down like an encyclopedia of Michael Jackson because I'm really not. But I wouldn't say, now this is where I'm going to try and reason with this Yeah, is had they have said Bruno Mars. Now, if they'd said Bruno Mars and they named one of the albums that Bruno Mars dropped, probably the last one, Right, Unorthodox Jukebox, I think that was. If he named that, no, 24 Carat, 24 Carat, that one, that album, right? Had they have named that album or said one thing, a sign of Bruno Mars had done this, I would have been more likely to believe them. Because Michael Jackson has been an influence to so many people's music beyond hip hop, everywhere, across the board, pop, R&B, soul, even though you can kind of put them two together, everything, hip hop, I'm a, I was going to say heavy metal, but we, I don't know. There might be a Michael Jackson heavy metal rock inspired song. I just don't know it. Not trying to hear it either. But this is the thing, like, you can pit people against each other who are in their right way. But Michael Jackson is a legacy actor and it's too early to say. Future's been around since about 2011. So he's been around for 10 years, yeah, and he's been strong. When I look at my Serato, my DJ software, and I type Future in, I've got bare songs, like bare songs from Future in it. But Am I going to be playing, I don't know, Mask Off will be a kind of a song. I feel like when when, when Corona's done, I feel like Mask Off is going to be the anthem. But am I going to play Mask Off or am I going to play Coming Out Strong? Am I going to play Pi or You The Baddest in 2050? Probably not, you know. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm probably not going to play those songs. So people got too excited and there was people that were slating it. So let me go through, the, let me go through Twitter and tell you. So like... Man said, this is a response to it, said, might be the dumbest thing I've ever read. MJ was already big since a child. MJ would have still dominated. Imagine the roles were switched. If MJ dropped Thriller to, in today's generation, there will be any of these rappers, and that's facts. They were all influenced by MJ. A lot of them were influenced. Like, I'd say Chris Brown was influenced by him. I'd say all them R&B singers especially. A lot of the rappers would have had that eccentric kind of swag that Michael Jackson was always using as well. And as we knew, as we kind of got into the new millennium, it was getting more eccentric, do you know what I mean? And there was one comment, right? There's so many others. You can kind of go on Twitter and see it for yourself. But there was one that was backing it, yeah? I'm going to read a few actually that were backing it. So there was, Future could do human nature, MJ could never do change. Sorry, do damage. Then 
there was Future can do Thriller, MJ can't do Cody and Crazy because MJ, Michael Jackson was not a rapper. Michael Jackson was not a rapper. So you can't use those two against each other because Future singing Thriller wouldn't have banged. I know that. Like, unless Future does one right now or we say Halloween, give him a couple months, isn't it? Yeah. And does a Halloween version of Thriller. I don't want to hear it because it might actually no, tell a lie. I would want to hear it, but I'm not going to pit it against Michael Jackson's Thriller because that song has been part of everyone's Halloween and everyone's childhood. Even if you don't celebrate Halloween, you hear Thriller around Halloween. Everyone's seen the graveyard dance scene with Michael Jackson turning into a werewolf and all that. We've seen that. We've done it. We appreciate it. Cool. But to pit these two up is crazy. Just let, just let like people just do their thing. This, the one thing I will do off the back of all of this though, is I will go back and listen to Hendrix. I will, because I haven't listened to that album in like four years. So diehard future fans are gonna appreciate it. I am just like, bruv, like, come on, stop pitting people up against each other. This, this person, that person, all that, because it's just gonna look tacky and it's looking long. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, that has been my thoughts for this week. Like I said, it's been a bit, a bit of a different week. You know, there's been a lot of stuff outside of music going on in the world. And I wanted to come and just talk about me growing up as a person and through music and changing opinions as people can always do. And then of course, future and Michael Jackson. Plus man calls himself future Hendrix. Why don't you just, why don't you just go after Jimi Hendrix? Why go after MJ? Do you know what I mean? If someone directly calls himself future Hendrix, Talk about Jimi Hendrix. Talk about MJ. Shall we leave MJ alone? Anyway, listen, that's another. Listen, you keep it moving right now. I'm out of the building. Make sure you guys follow me on socials for more updates. I've got a couple interviews coming out on Wednesday. We've got an interview with Lil Spirit dropping on the pod. So make sure you go and check that one out. But I am going to see you guys next week with another episode of What A Week on the Mars Bukowski podcast. Thank you guys for listening and rocking with me as always. And I'll see you guys in a bit. Peace. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.